Welcome to the Tales of Africa podcast studio with your host Richmond Setrana. Today I have a bright young man in our studios by the name of Yawodum, and he has created a Facebook group that has almost 500,000 members. And all they do is to talk about their public transportation system experiences, about public transport in Ghana. And that page has really blown up and has blossomed into something very beautiful. And he's here today to tell us all about it. So, Yao, you're welcome to the Toast Africa studio. It's an honor to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much, bro. Okay, Yao. So, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little background information that you think our listeners need to know about you. Oh, okay. Um, so, my name is Yao Odum. Um... I'm a Ghanaian, a uh, young Ghanaian at that. And um, I think much of it will probably go back to um, the kind of family I came from. Um, so I come from a very big family of 10 kids, uh, five boys, five girls. And um, I think probably that's where I picked up from, uh, you know, the whole idea of building communities and existing with you know, a shared space. Um, Education-wise, I studied management at the UCC, uh, and that's where I joined an organization called ISEC, which is a youth organization focused on uh, building young leaders. So for a lot of the things that I ended up doing in Trotterdice and all that, um, that's where I learned much of it from. And I like to add that I'm a Christian. I believe in God. Um, I think that should be good for a uh, brief about me. Thank you so much for that. And let's delve right in. So you created a Facebook group that has grown to have about 400,000 members. And I'm sure most of them are probably not only Ghanaians. I'm sure there are some Nigerians, some Kenyans in the group as well. So of all the Facebook groups you could actually create, right? Why would you want to create one on public transportation system, which, which Ghanaians locally call church? Why would you want to create a group based on that? Yeah, so... Um, I- to be honest, I didn't even set out to create um, uh, that community. I think what actually happened was, you know, the daily stress that we go through as Ghanaians and uh, as Africans. And so I think this was 2011. Um, we used to live somewhere around Medina. And my office at the time was somewhere around uh, North Industrial Area. So to get to work, I would have to take about two or three trotters just to get to work. And that will usually take me about two and a half hours to three hours. So on this particular day, whilst um, I was trying to get to work, um, I think I'd waited for probably about an hour plus or something. A trotter comes in. And then instead of using the usual route, the driver decided to use a different route. And what ended up happening was the route that he used was even worse than the main one. And so I sat at the back seat, stressed as usual, and I was getting really frustrated. Now, instead of allowing the frustration to get to me, um, I decided to get on Facebook and then share my experience on my wall. So I shared my experience. And it turned out that a lot of Ghanaians identified with it, but not just Ghanaians. So by being a member of um, ISEC, I had friends that were from Nigeria, Kenya, other uh, African countries. So they started just responding to the experience. And you could see that they identified uh, with it. So it was basically um, the stressful experiences that I was going through as a young Ghanaian. Um, I was trying to look for an outlet, a way of sharing or putting out this. And I presented with a touch of humor, which people identified with. So that was what uh, started picking up. And then um, eventually um, it turned into the Facebook group. 
which now has become something amazing. Amazing, amazing stuff. So you set out to create a Facebook group. People can come in, share their experiences and all that. But did you really anticipate it blowing up the way it did? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, to be honest, um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, at that time, Facebook groups weren't even popular. What was popular was pages and, you know, people posting on their walls or WhatsApp. And so at the time, even Facebook didn't have so many tools for groups. But I think what it was was that um, coming from ISEC and generally having been somebody that was interested in uh, driving impact, I think what it was was that um, I felt that, okay, having gone through that experience, I identified that a lot of people were going through similar experiences. And so for me, it was more about, okay, if I could add a touch of a smile or some laughter to, I mean, just one person or 10 people's day, that would be enough for me. So that was what uh, initially was all about, just being able to add a smile to uh, somebody's day. And so quickly, because I think of the experience, it started growing up quickly and then other people just jumped on board and then one thing led to another. And uh, now we find ourselves with 400,000 plus on the group and then we have the pages and other ones that have uh, extra members in them. So... You've been honored by Facebook as an icon of change and Churchill Diaries have also gotten featured on CNN and all that. How did these big media organizations, how did they hear about you? How did they reach out to you and be able to know what you are doing? Because there are a lot of Facebook groups around. So how is yours unique and how did they identify you? True, true, true. So, I mean, first of all, I, I, I believe uh, it's uh, the plan of God. He structures things to go in a certain way. Uh, in terms of community-wise, I think what I decided to do from very early on, uh, even though people hated me for it, what I decided was that um, if you come on social media, right, there was a lot of copied content, repeated content and all that. So from a very early point, I decided that the experiences on Trotterize were supposed to be original experiences. And so what that meant was that it became quality content. And so for people that were coming to the group, they, they realized that, the experiences that they were reading on Trotterize, this was the first time that they were getting to see uh, these kind of content. And so it meant quality, it meant it was unique and all that. And because the experience was unique for people, and we did our best to make sure that the experience on there was quality. So, for example, if somebody came on there, tried to use insults and all that, would remove you and that kind of stuff. Because the experience was unique for people, people started talking about Trotterize, they started sharing with family and friends. So CNN wanted to come to Ghana and do uh, some content on uh, transportation and members of the community who were excited about Trotterize went to their page and were like, the person you should be speaking to is uh, Yao Odun from Trotterize. So in terms of the CNN, that's how come CNN saw that, came to the community, checked what we were doing and they thought it was amazing. Then fast forward, so this was in 2013, I believe. At that time, we had just about 1,028 members. And then uh, in 2019, Facebook also uh, in 2018 had changed their mission to focus more on communities. So they were looking out for uh, people that were using their platform in very impactful ways. There are so many groups, but a lot of them, as you know, is just random uh, boys chasing girls. And, you know, all these random concerts and stuff and all that. But they saw that Trotterize was a bit focused on, you know, trying to have conversations around transportation, doing projects and all that. 
And so they selected Trotrodice uh, for the icons of change. But most importantly, just last year, uh, Facebook also has this uh, program they call the Community Accelerator Program. And so in October 2022, Trotter Dice uh, got selected for that as well. And it has like a lot of opportunities and activities that are coming up around that. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Yao. This has been really insightful. Thank you. Thank you for that. So what other activities or projects do you embark on as a group? So is it just about coming to share your experiences in a Trotter? Does it end there? Or are there other more impactful contributions to the community that you make? At least for I, for one, I know... You guys have hangouts during maybe festive periods. You have hangouts where members of the group get to come together, get to see each other, that kind of thing. But what other impactful activities do you have? Okay, okay. So one of the things that we we have sought to do is, despite the fact that we're just a Facebook group, right from the very beginning, uh, we focused on trying to educate people, uh, trying to be relevant to society. So uh, from as early as possible, there's like uh, 2012 uh, or something, uh, we started doing projects. So we've done some projects on sanitation. Um, I'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, we also used our platform to educate members on road safety. So one of the projects we did was to use uh, Trotrodice to educate members on how they can be uh, safer on the street. Uh, so that's on road safety. We've done, in partnership with Ghana College of Physicians and Surgeons, uh, we did education on first aid, so how people should handle uh, victims of road crashes and all that. We have a project called Sharing is Caring, where on uh, Valentine's Day we go out into public and we just share uh, stuff with people down the streets and all that. But most importantly, uh, one of the recent things that we've done was we identified the members of our community uh, fell under two main categories. So one was a job seekers, uh, uh, people that were looking for jobs. And one was people that had um, small businesses that were starting to put something together. So we created databases for both of them so that we could see how we could connect those looking for jobs to jobs and then those that were looking for uh, customers also to customers within the community. And currently we're bringing back our sanitation project where uh, teams of members would be engaging uh, various bus terminals. So we'll be adopting bus terminals. We'll go there to do education and also to see how we can improve the sanitation uh, situation there, whether it's recycling or other such stuff. Okay, that's really great to hear, Yao. You guys are really doing amazing stuff and I'm really happy to hear them. So I've, I've seen it. It has, all been, it has all been good for you, but I want to know, has it always been a smooth sailing through Calmsies or has there been some peculiar challenges you faced along the line, managing such... Such, such a huge project. Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, to manage a community of people will always come with challenges. I mean, and one of the core challenges is that having 400,000 people, as somebody would say, is even uh, bigger than some the, the number of people in some constituencies. But usually that means that you have people with dive, uh, different views and all that kind of stuff. And so one of the important things have been uh, trying to get people to respect each other. And one of the things I usually, I usually would say is, even if you're going to disagree with people, do that respectfully. Unfortunately, people think, oh, social media is a place where uh, you can come and use insults and, you know, just be rude to people. 
And what people quickly find out is for us, uh, if you do that, you either will be muted for uh, some days or sometimes we'll just block you. Because the thing for me is that I'd rather prefer us to have a quality community where people respect each other. Uh, we have nice conversations than to have like uh, a community where everybody can just be part and just say whatever they want. No, that's not what we want. We want a quality community. So I think we we'll probably have about 10,000 people blocked. Uh, if you try to post all these malam scam stuff and all that, we will just block you because we want to have quality. And I think the other thing also has been uh, people do, do not understand the bigger picture, right? So people join groups and they're able to post just about any random stuff in there, uh, boy like all these looking for girls who cap stuff and all that. These are not stuff that we, we are interested in. And even in content that is allowed on the community, what we wanted was to focus on original content. So your personal experiences, because at the end of the day, copied posts have been seen so many times by other people. We want first-hand experiences so that if somebody is coming from Nigeria, if somebody is coming from US or wherever, or you are from Ghana going to Nigeria, Kenya or wherever, the content that people have shared are original content. So it makes it easy for you to be able to understand what to expect in terms of transportation when you go into these communities. And so we're very strict about, okay, it needs to be uh, your original experience. If it's corporate experiences, uh, we'll not approve them. Now, maybe uh, on meme Fridays, maybe we'll allow them, but we, we try to keep the quality uh, uh, as high as possible. And for a lot of people, it's like, ah, I've joined a Facebook group. Why are you so strict? You're you are being too known and you know this kind of stuff. And so these are some of the challenges uh, that we've had. And then also in 2018, um, after I left my previous job, I decided to focus on it full time. And yeah, that comes with its own challenges and all that. I see. And I'm really happy to hear that you've actually had challenges, but you've also found a way around the challenges. And you mentioned that you've actually had about 10,000 people blocked. That's a really significant number. Even somebody just wants 10,000 people in their group and they will (laughs) really do wonders with it. And you have 10,000 people blocked. That's really interesting. Yeah, and and, and for people that are now building communities, right? Um, When I started in 2011, this was something that I was telling people. And I thought um, for a community, right? You need to think about these things because sometimes you, you think that you, you, you want to get the numbers, right? But what would then happen is that imagine you get these numbers, right? And then along the line, maybe you want to do some partnerships, uh, you want to do some collaborations and all that, but you didn't focus on quality. This comes back to bite you. So imagine you have hundreds or thousands of people that are not like quality members that are spamming your community, uh, that are putting negative stuff when you put branded or partner collaboration stuff. In the end, all these things will go against you. And if you want to do partnerships, no partner, whether it's uh, to, to make impact or brand partner, would want to post their content in a space where uh, people are posting random stuff, they are insulting people and all that kind of stuff. And so it's something that I point out to people that, yes, it will be easy to get some numbers if you don't focus on quality, but later it comes back to haunt you. That's, that's really true. So this is, this is a priceless gem that you've shared with our listeners, you've shared with me, and I think it's something 
I'll really have to consider going forward. Thank you so much for that, Siam. So I wouldn't want to consider that as your last words. So I want to also give you the opportunity to speak any words of encouragement to young people who are looking at building a community for themselves. Probably not a Facebook group, but something else that they can they can say, okay, this is something I've been able to build for myself, a product or something that revolves around people. What kind of advice would you have for such people? Okay, so for me, um, my mantra or my, my personal mission or vision or whatever you call it, is that um, we'll get to, we'll build something great out of something small in Africa that would inspire young people across Africa. And what I want uh, young people across Africa to understand is that sometimes we look at the hardships or the things that are around us and we focus on the negative side of things. And at the end of the day, when you do that, it makes you miss out on a lot of opportunities. When Trotter Dive started, it started from me sharing my stressful experiences and all that. But through that, I've been able to, uh, I've been featured on CNN, I've been recognized both locally and inter internationally. Now I'm, I'm, I'm making a living out of this and all that. And so instead of looking at the things around you and thinking about how bad or how terrible your life is, rather look at how you can pick some of these things and turn them into something amazing, whether it is content, whether it's a business or something. Look at people like um, Wademaya. Wademaya is capturing the stories of Africa and presenting it in a, in a way that shines a positive light. He's making a good uh, business out of it. And so instead of focusing on the negative things, look out for, okay, this thing that's not working. How can I build something amazing out of it? And you'll be surprised where it will take you. At the end of the day, don't focus on the negatives. Focus on things in a way that you can build something amazing out of it. And you'll be surprised at where it will take you. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Yao. I think our time is up. And this has been a really, really insightful session. I'm sure our listeners have picked a, a thing or two from everything that you shared. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, I'll ask you to subscribe to the Total Podcast. Follow us. We're on all the major streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcast. We're on Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Follow us so that you don't miss out on the exclusive African content. We'll catch you another time. Bye-bye.